a really awesome moment because it just was like a giant hug. Yeah. That like it was the hug of a lifetime. Hi guys. My name is Daniel and this is the death of my podcast, episode number seventeen. These have been really fun, really cool. I'm meeting a whole bunch of new people. A whole bunch of you guys have been reaching out asking to be on the podcast and it's been fun. I have a new segment coming up here in the next week or so where I'll be interviewing people specifically with their hand in the grief world and I'm really excited and looking forward to that so be expecting a, an extra podcast here or there throughout the week. Today I talked to my buddy Max. Max lost his father at the beginning of this year and we talk about whole bunch of goodies. I hope you're doing all right today. Thank you for listening. Love you. Here's Max. Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check it up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. And you? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, do you want to share just your name, what you do, who you are, where you live? Just kind of give us a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, my name is Max Cagliese. That's like a shortened version of my super long Italian name. Uh, I was raised in the States, but uh, my parents are... Uh, split. One was from my mom's from North Carolina, and uh, dad is from Italy. So I lived there for a little while in Italy, and then was raised in North Carolina. Made my way out here, and um, yeah. And uh, right now, not working. COVID, sweet, love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, passing the time and getting better every day. Love it. So I start every one of these with the same question: but who died? So my dad passed, or. My father, I guess I'll use that word, important distinction. Hmm. Um, I had a stepdad. I mean, still do, but, you know, split now from from my mom. But um, definitely he was more dad. He was around a lot. But my father passed, um, and he was the one that lived in Italy. Right. And this is right before all the COVID stuff happened. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, right, January-ish, I think end of January, last week or so. I just remember when it happened, and then it was like a few weeks later, like, when the bro- break broke out, break out, yep. whatever, when yep. it happened. Um, well, what is that distinction between father and your stepdad and, and how do you view it? Which one? Um, I guess like, I think a dad is somebody that is always around and tries to, you know, be there for you and, you know, leads you through life a little bit and, yeah. you know, that kind of dad-like quality um, or those dad-like qualities. Um, and then father is, you know, just like your biological father. Right. Um, and I think that's probably the main distinction. Um, and I feel like I got, you know, two different versions like uh, of that between each different, both those different people. Yeah. And how was your relationship with your father the past year before he passed? Uh, you know, it's funny because we, I grew up in North Carolina, but I grew up apart from him. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see him until... I mean, from 
three and a half years old until about, I think I was 20, almost 21. And that's when I went to Italy to go study. And I like made it a point. And my mom, you know, backed it, was like, yeah, you, you should go and do this. That's um, a huge step. Mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. And so uh, you asked that question. I say that to say that the last year was really good because although we were apart, like very far, yeah. we talked every day. I mean, message and, you know, keep up with each other or have a few days go and I didn't hear from him or vice versa we would reach out to the other hey what's going on what you been up to all that so it was growing more dad like yeah which I think is what I wanted yeah but you know then obviously he passed which freaking sucks yeah definitely. that was similar to my dad and I too we were good for a long time and then not so good and then um someone close to him died so all of a sudden I was there we were chatting every day hanging out and then he died. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah. were we were going up and up too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And it's sad. I feel like maybe sometimes too, like you're supposed to have that give and take relationship with, with a dad. Yeah. I mean, for uh, just like moms and their daughters, same way. Because yeah. they see how you, they think they should, you know, you should live. And, right. and, you know, you have your own mindset and, you know, it's just like a little bit of a quarrel there on and off, yeah. you know, because I feel like. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's a bowling alley, you know? It's mm. a lane, and you're the ball, and they're the gutters, and they're just like, nope, you're about to go out. <laughs> like, get back in there. And yeah. if you don't like that, you're like, no, I want to go my own way. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I totally understand. Mm-hmm. When, what, what was it like when you moved to Italy and you saw him for the first time in a bajillion years? That was crazy. Um, it was so weird because, you know, I didn't really have any expectation of like what he really looked like even. Uh, and like, you know, I went and flew into Milan Malpensa, which um, is kind of a weird layout for an airport. So you come around this like barricade and, you know, and then all of a sudden there's just like this open area next to baggage where people wait, like a reception area almost. Yeah. And so there was just tons of people all over, and I didn't, like, know who to look for. Right. So that was, like, one of those weird things. Did and he then, have a sign? No, no no, no <laughs> sign. <laughs> but, you know, very quickly I was like, oh, that's him. And then, yeah. You just, like, knew? Yeah, I would say so. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, if there's 100 people there, you can just lock eyes and you just know. Yep. Something in us. So crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. And it was, um, it was an awesome, a really awesome moment because it just was, like, a giant hug. Yeah that like it was the hug of a lifetime yeah and you know people you know like when you see something happen around you in life and you don't know what the circumstances are but you feel it's important Hmm. i could feel other people feel that about watching us yeah and that was a weird a really weird thing yeah Yeah. i bet were you crying yeah definitely (laughs) was he crying yeah yeah it was not like full sob, but definitely tears. They were happy tears. It's powerful. Though. Yeah. And I had flown overnight. So like, you know, I was just like jet lagged. Jet tired. tired yeah. And, you know, I come around the corner. I'm like, oh my God, wow, this is really, this is the 30 seconds of my life that this one thing is happening. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm prepared for it, but I'm yeah. prepared for it. And that's like, here. <laughs> it's like a movie. Yeah. Like, and that's something that you'll remember forever. That yeah. feeling. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because it's one of those things that sometimes you, you tuck away, uh, but totally. that's a really cool memory for sure. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. We are currently in the week of Comic-Con, which my dad and I grew up going to. Mm-hmm. And I haven't cried for a while. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, um, so if when, right when he died or around that time, we collected all this stuff. And 
my wife Amber put together this book. Apparently, my dad kept everything from us, like every movie we went to, concert tickets, wow. Comic Con badges, and you know all these things. And wow. she put them in this book. So I just went through it, and just like seeing all that stuff, the Comic Con, ba- it's a little toasty, huh? No, no. <laughs> oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, seeing all the Comic Con badges, and then a photo of him and I. I just like started crying and it's sometimes it just feels really nice, you know? Yeah. Cause like, we're going to be sad forever. Don't need to cry every time, but definitely feels good to cry sometimes. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have your moments? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Mine and mine are weird. They're like, uh, because we grew up apart or yeah. I guess I grew up apart from him. Um, we were always separate. So I feel like that part of like letting go, there was nothing to fully let go in right. terms of like the, the typical way that right. you would think about letting someone go more. So the issue for me is wishing he was still around because the relationship was really building really well. And yeah. he, even when it wasn't a great relationship, I mean, like in uh, talking daily and being close, we still had no animosity at all towards each other. We still right. loved each other. But right. It was just we were really far and didn't really know each other that well. Yeah. But, you know, as that was getting even better and better and we were starting to do, you know, more father-son type things and talk and keep up, that is what is weird for me because I have like a tough day or, you know, a life experience that's I wish I had advice for. Right. And now I, I'm... I'm I don't have that anymore. I yeah. don't have that advice. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to try to figure out how to navigate. Hmm. Do you, so let's have a timeline here. You were 21 when you moved up there? Uh, 20. 20. Yeah. How old yeah. are you now? I'm 24. And then he passed this January. Uh, yes. Exactly. So you were building for the last couple of years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And how did he die? Uh, you know, he had cancer that was spreading all over and yeah. had it for like a long, long time. I mean, they knew it was terminal eventually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he didn't really want to be treated because he had lived a pretty incredible life just yeah. with, you know, and his funny thing was like, I could have died a thousand times, a thousand ways from the life I lived. Yeah. And he was like, so, I mean, like, it doesn't really matter to me, you know? So he passed from some, I would say some complication of cancer, but what's really, really weird about it is, you know, the area he lived in is really one of the hardest hit areas from COVID. So, I mean, it could have been that. I genuinely don't know. And I don't think, you know, my brother was there to help take care. um, And because he he lives in Italy. So, you know, he was very much on the scene immediately and he was the one that notified me. But I don't think he even knew. I think he was just like, too shocked by the moment and was like okay well what, right. do we, what do we do now but you know rather than i don't know like oh autopsy let's figure it out right you know it's like just like okay. memorial like there's other things yeah, yeah, yeah totally did you know it was coming like did you know it was that week or within the next couple of weeks no not at all yeah no it was out of the blue i don't know i guess i had always prepared though for it so like yeah it still hits you like hell and you're like oh man this is yeah. this is rough but um, I had kind of already prepared, like one day I'm going to get that message yeah. or I'm going to get that phone call. Yeah. So I'd better be aware that that's going to come. So what happened? What if you brought yourself back to that day? Um, I woke up really early. It's a huge time difference. So, you know, when I woke up, I had a message from Emanuele, my brother, mm. um, who I call Lele and Lele messaged me and just said, uh, hi brother, can you call me? Like we need to talk. And 
he doesn't ever message things like that. Yeah. Like if he messages me, it's like three smiley face emojis with like sunglasses. Like, mm. hey, how are you doing, brother? Good to yeah. see you. Or good <laughs> to talk to you, you know, yeah. like blah, blah, blah. Let's talk on the phone. I'm mm. like, okay. Yeah. And that was just like one of those messages that I was like, yeah, something's, something's wrong for mm. sure. So I called him and then he picked up immediately and he just said, hey, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, Piero is gone. He's passed. Uh, and you know, this is the situation. And I was mm. like, oh man. So yeah, that was that. What did you do after you hung up? Um, I definitely laid in bed and just, cause I had just woken up. So yeah. that was like, you know, I was, I was still groggy. Like I like just had one of those weird cries where you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know, you get smacked in the face and you didn't see who did it. You're like, whoa, what yeah. just happened? Yeah. You know, that, that was it. Did you call your mom after? Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the first call I made if I remember correctly. And what um, was that like? Um, I mean, she was definitely upset for sure. Upset for me and also upset for herself too, I think. Yeah. Because they were together for 12 years and, you know, when they separated, I was young, but, you know, we moved back to the States and then we lived here. Yeah. She had a new life and she's from North Carolina. So she was home, you yeah. know, and she was, got remarried and, um, but I think she always had that love for for my dad my father and i just one of those weird things that you're like well um i could tell that she was upset for me but as much as she made it about being upset for me i could tell she was also grieving yeah yeah i mean 12 years together mm-hmm. it's not like a day you yeah, know it's yeah, it's, it's a real life they had a real yeah. life and, and yeah and having a, a child together of and course. all of that like, how do you feel like those first few weeks for you, like the grieving process and being away from your family in North Carolina, you're just solo here with your friends, like, and your dad was in Italy, you know what I mean? You're as far away as removed from family as possible. So what, what was that like for you? Maybe easier Mm. because it wasn't real, you know, it was like, Oh, this isn't that real. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, something has happened, but you're, you're not confronted with it. You don't have to be at the hospital. Yeah. Doing all this stuff. Yep. Because literally when my dad was dying, it was like, get to the hospital, how to sign papers and like decide what to do with his body. You know what I mean? Just so many yeah. things. And I did have people there to help, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But I still had to be there. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah. I was going to say, know? so I, I, yeah, I'm so, I feel so fortunate that I didn't have that experience. Yeah. Um, and I commend you for stepping up oh, and handling it. No, you know? I mean, I did. Like, it was everyone else. My mom, Amber, and he's like our mentor and name's mm-hmm. Jamie. The three of them really just helped a lot. Oh. When you, cause you had a couple of roommates at the time. Mm-hmm. What was it like telling them? What was it like telling your friends? I messaged all my best friends back home. Yeah. Probably pretty close to after I talked to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, you know, hold them in the same kind of regard, like, sure. like family. Yeah. And, you know, they're all just sent condolences. And then, and then I realized the next thing I should probably do is, you know, cause I, I, I'm somebody that has a lot of friends just like, you know, like a half friend where like you, you see them a few times a year, but you're like, oh my God, like, it's so good to see you. Yeah. I try to carry myself that way. Mm. And I, I do leave a piece of me with people and I hope that they do the same to me when I meet people and talk to people. Mm -hmm. I try to live openly that way. So to me, one of my reactions was I should probably post something. So on like 
Instagram. So, yeah. you know, even friends that aren't my best buddies, who I just texted, at least they'll be aware too. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of people just poured in with messages and DMs and, right. you know, called me, text me and, you know, oh my gosh, I saw this. Like, how are you doing? You know, mm. can we, you do want to talk all yeah. that. It was really nice of which you were one of those people, which mm. was just incredible too. It was so kind um, mm. and just like a selfless thing, you know? Mm. Hey, I'm reaching out to you because you're going through something tough. Yeah. I mean, how can I help? You know, yeah. and that's, that was really, I really appreciated that. Do you feel like your closest friends reacted in a helpful way? Do you feel like it died down or it kept going? Could they have done anything better? What did you need at that time? I think I, I had to just grieve it on my own. And I think that that fell in line with, with their outreach, which was, hey, let me know if you need anything, but love you, here for you, you know. Yeah. If there's something I can do, make me aware. Yeah. But also, you know, being so far away that it was like, right. you know, what can they really do? Um, but I did have really good, you know, also really great friends here uh, yeah. who like some I live with and some that are just close friends who did step up and were really kind. You know, one of my, well, yeah, one of my best friends out here and the first friend I ever made out here who really has introduced me through, his friend groups and all these various like networks. We moved here at the same time, but he's a little bit older. So he's like an older brother sort of. Yeah. He was just like, you know, Oh, let me take you out to dinner. Let me buy you dinner. Hey, I'm Mm -hmm. getting dinner. What do you want? Like, you know, just taking any kind of burden off of me Yeah. so that I can sit there and be with myself Yeah. rather than have to do things. Yep. So that was, that was really thoughtful. So, yeah. I, I think it was perfect, actually, from everyone. I felt like everyone did everything they could, which was really nice. It is nice. But you did say you liked, you needed to do it alone or you wanted to do it alone. Is that, do you, does that still hold true? Like, do you, are you thankful that you were able to take the time for yourself? Or do you wish more people kind of poured in? No, I, I, yeah, I guess that, I guess that is yeah, it does hold true. Like I yeah. was happy with how it went down and yeah. doing it on my own is the way that I've always dealt with it. Yeah. I feel like the way that I try to live is by sharing my experiences with people. And that's what I mean when I say by like leaving something with somebody, sure. like an emotional deposit. Hmm. I try to do that because I feel like if I've gone through something, at least somebody else can learn from it. For sure. So I do that with my stories anyway. And I think a lot of people might have that like, Oh wow. He's like very open. You know, he's uh, he really told me a lot. I don't even know the guy that well, yeah. but I feel like that's kind of how I am. So that's, awesome. that's me grieving it on my own sort of yeah. like helping others, putting it out there and yeah, letting it be what it is, yeah. not hiding it, not running away from it, just living it, yeah. accepting it. Yeah. It has been seven months, eight months, seven, not even, a year. How long has it been? That's crazy. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. Um, what, do you remember what day he died? I think it was like 24, 5, 6, I want to say. Great. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, January. Yeah. And now we're... Yeah, we're July, close, so we're 4, almost, 5, 6, yeah. like 6 or so it's, 7 yeah. months. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been a long time. That's How, crazy. Do you feel like Father's Day last couple of months, was the last month? Do you feel like Father's Day was hard? Mm, there was hard moments, but yeah. not the day wasn't hard because yeah. I think I just made the day about myself. Mm. 
the outlook that I had when I really got down to brass tacks, like about what had happened and the relationship that we had had prior to his passing was that regardless of what happened in the history of us knowing each other and being father, son, whatever I do going forward is a reflection of him because I am him partially. And because, you know, I have these experiences that from young shaped me and then from older seeing him and talking to him for a a long period of time also shaped me. So I think that that's a, you know, that's the way that I kind of, um, go through life being okay with it Mm. is that I've just accepted that, you know, what I'm doing now is still a reflection of him. Yeah. And that's a really cool thing, you know? You can make it a sad thing too, but I I choose to make it a cool thing. Positive, yeah. Yeah. What was he like? Fiery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tenacious. Um, my mom is very sweet and like super sociable and has just these wonderful qualities about her. Yeah. Um, but I feel like she raised me to kind of quiet the beast in a little bit of a way. Mm which is like a very necessary thing because he lived a wild life. Yeah. So I feel like I'm right in the middle, which is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. But yeah, he was very opinionated, very, very uh, outgoing. I mean, hell of a salesman. Very Italian. Yes. I just, yeah. I just super well cultured. Yeah. Just like, you know, not like Italian, like the way people think of Italians sure. here. Actually, in <laughs> fact, it's an important distinction to make because I feel like a lot of people don't know this, but Italian culture here is very, very Southern. Southern Italian. Yeah, because a lot of those people came from Sicily and like, you know, a lot of those like mob ties, things like that. That's a very different world from the north of Italy. Crazy. And that's actually kind of like almost like a classist divide issue where people have these like beefs with, you know, the north is better and the south is better. Yeah. North is more industrial, business-like, maybe more proper. Hmm. uh, And the south is more wild, wild west. Yeah. And the divide is totally that. Italy in the north says, you know, you would die without us because we are business. Yeah. And the south laughs and says, well, that's great, but you all come to vacation where we live. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's one of those. And so, yeah, he's not Italian in the way that people would presume Italian. Sure. Here, but he was like very fine, elegant businessman, wore a suit always, you know, just like super proper. Yeah. But then when not in business... A hellion <laughs> just like almost like the good old boys world like if you talk to any 75 year old man right now yeah you know how did how were you raised when you were 20 or 25 <laughs> what'd you do they'd be like oof, different world <laughs> yeah same kind of thing yeah exactly crazy and he was older so that's another distinction do you have any favorite or most memorable memories with him hmm, that's a good question yeah, yeah yeah i have one distinct that i love hmm. most uh, I had Father's Day with him um, when I went back the second time, mm. which was just a month uh, in June of 20, would have been 18, I think. Yeah, it was right before I moved out here. Yeah. And it was on that trip, too, where I was there for about a month that I kind of decided I was coming here, too. So, mm. you know, I'm going to make this big change in my life. Yeah. So that was a nice kind of moment to like really sit back and reflect. And so, yeah, we had Father's Day together amongst being there for a month, of course. But right. on that day, we decided to 
from where he lives uh, or, or did live was uh, a small town north of Milan, like northwest of Milan. And um, from there to Lake Como, like the beautiful old Lake Como was only like probably an hour. And so we went to Bellagio, which is like a small little, the whole town is boutique. It's like this teensy little wonderful town sitting on cliffs in the mountains yeah. uh, surrounded by like, you know, giant Swiss Alps. You can, I think from there you can see across the lake into Switzerland. So it's like right on the border. So pretty and idea. yeah, we sat there and had just like under this like canopy, beautiful weather, perfect. I mean, it's like 70 degrees and you know, nice breeze and a couple clouds in the sky for a little cover, but not too much. Sure. And sat there and had, um, uh, a fresh parfait with like berries and all that and mm. just hung out and talked and yeah it was really really nice you'll remember yeah do you have a photo of it definitely oh you do it's i mean we'll see you later but yeah, yeah, I can yeah. Show you. yeah. Uh, but that's amazing yeah it was, it was awesome and that's i'd been there once before too it was the first time that i went to stay with them for a really long period for like six or seven months yeah that was one of the first things we did we hopped in the car and went there like mm -hmm. in the first couple of days that's awesome um and you know he just wanted to show me a little bit of like his world kind of like this is what i grew up doing this yeah. is you know this was my life when i was your age yeah yeah it was really cool what are your thoughts on death what do you think happens when we die Ooh, uh i don't know I have this weird thing where I teeter totter with like what happens with the energy from our bodies. Something it's got to go somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if that's up and around into nothing. Like <laughs> our souls kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's up into nothing and it just disappears. Yeah. Or if it's up into nothing, which is something and it just, you know, nothing that we can't define basically or something we can't define. Sure. Or if it goes directly into something else that lives. I don't, I have no idea. That's my distinction between life and death is that obviously this thinking this consciousness that we have goes away mm -hmm. and i can't decide what happens after that but yeah. i'm sure that it's something <laughs> for sure i'm just not sure what yeah but for sure our souls will even go somewhere do something yeah i think they have to yeah because like what what else is this consciousness and also like i feel like animals probably have similar consciousness to to us although as we would call it more prehistoric consciousness but mm. it doesn't mean they don't feel and see things i'm sure they do right in their own way yeah. so uh, it's it's weird to say like just humans would have souls that leave their bodies i'm sure they do too i mean mm. so i kind of feel like and we won't know yeah where does it go that's so crazy so i guess that's more it lends itself to being more it would be buddhist but yeah uh, but i don't know yeah um, i'm into it though yeah me too i love talking i mean this is probably the 20th ish one i've done mm -hmm. and i just love hearing everyone's different thoughts on what happened because no one thinks the same it's really? amazing it's yeah super i mean there's some people you know but, the same. there's a lot of yeah a lot of different answers and you know i what it really shows is no one knows and that's kind of like how i feel too you know i've had mm. like i grew up in a super religious area mm. because the south is pretty religious i mean north carolina has it's the outside of the Bible Belt, but it's still the Bible Belt. I yeah. mean, so you have like in small towns and even in like, I live lived in like a really nice city, 250,000 people. Yeah. It's decent sized, but there's churches everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, and outside of town in the little, you know, suburbs, which are their own towns, tons of churches. Yeah. And so I was subjected to that. And <clears throat> I think that it's exactly that. Like 
everyone believes something, but it is, it's so different just depending on where you grew up and what you've been through. And, but for me, having been subjected to church so much, I think I made a distinction of, uh, deciding for myself, you know, I don't have to be a church goer or be religious totally. right now. Mm-hmm. Because people uh, would combat that idea and be like, you know, oh, you have to practice now because what happens if you die tomorrow? And I'm like, well, then I die tomorrow. Right. Like it just happens. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know where I'm going and neither do you. Right. I mean, you believe where you're going, but it right. doesn't mean you know where you're going. Absolutely. And so you're right. I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a, a reason for me to feel like I have to have it all figured out right now. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I, what I'm getting at yeah. for, for me. I, I'm like, well, maybe one day I will be religious, but yeah. it's not right now. It's yeah. not today. No rush. Yeah. You figure just it out keep, as you go. Yeah. Just keep doing you. Yeah. If you can tell one person that's listening, th- th- their dad just died. What is something that you want to tell them, say to them? That's a sweet question. Um, I would urge everybody to f- to feel that exactly how I feel, which is like, I mean, I'm biased because it's my thought, but I think it's a good way to think about things. And that mm-hmm. is, you are a reflection of that person. Mm-hmm. So even though they're not here, everything you've learned from them thus far even in a short period of time like mine in my situation Mm. to even people who have been around for much longer with that person who really are shaped by that person. They're not here physically to talk with you anymore. They're not here physically to grab you. But every day when you wake up and you make coffee a certain way Mm. or you, you know, open the door and forget something and have to run back in or you get to work and you give that great presentation or, whatever it is that you do, the mannerisms that you have are so very much that person. Mm. So I would urge everyone to feel that just because they're not here physically doesn't mean they're not here. I mean, you are walking them, you know, Yeah. and you you carry a lot of that. And I think that that's a very, it's a sweet way to look at it because, you know, you'll feel that you're just a continuation of the story. You know, their story has ended in, you know, the world's view, but not really because you're still walking around and, yeah. and you'll pass it on too. So mm, that was great. If, Thanks. if my friend Tony here, Tony has never lost anyone, but his best friend, Bill's dad just died. Mm-hmm. What can Tony do to help Bill at a time like this? It's touch and go. And by touch and go, I think you have to touch a few times and kind of get a feel for how they're dealing with death because I don't think everyone deals with it the same. I also don't think that, well, I mean, I know they don't deal with the same, but I also don't think that people deal with multiple deaths in their life the same way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might have some tendencies which are similar, but also you might totally react differently because of your relation with that person. So I would say you don't know everything about their relationship with that person and their dad. But if you can be a good friend, it would be to touch and go. So touch on a Monday and, Hey, what's going on? How are you? Just Mm -hmm. checking in, you know, 
just if there's anything I can do, let me know. And if you don't hear from him for a few days, touch again. Yeah. Um, you know, touch and go, touch and go. And if they eventually get to a point where they're strong to tell you, oh, I really appreciate you checking in, but I'm, I'm actually doing all right. Yeah. Then still touch and go, but make it more, even more spaced out, you know, yeah. you know, just kind of, I think you have to be there, but you can't be hanging on them. Mm. And I think that that's, you know, they'll ask for it or they'll even more so they'll show you with yeah. their actions that they need you there. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you really need to be there. Yeah. Um, Cause I think like, even if somebody is pushing you away, their actions and their day to day, if you're around them enough to see them, you could tell that something's up still even yeah. more so. So then, yeah. you know, okay, it's time to touch again. Like, yeah. cause obviously they said they're fine, but they don't look fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you could say one last thing to your dad, what would you tell him? I don't know. That's a great question. There's a few, there's a few thoughts. Um, probably that I, f maybe that I feel the way I feel about carrying on and, you yeah. know, being him being alive through me still. Yeah. Maybe so he knows that I feel that way, that I'm not distraught. Yeah. Cause I feel like he was a very loving and like, you know, just, he would grab people by the neck and try to make sure you're okay and, mm. you know, check in and stuff. So I think, you know, if there's a, like we talked about, there's a place where he sees me right now and he is, and he's wondering how I am. Yeah. I hope that I could tell him that, like, you know, I, I am okay. I'm sad sometimes, but I'm yeah. okay because, you know, I'm carrying on you. I'm, I am you still. And yeah. just that I'm appreciative mm. of his stories because he just would tell these pinch me stories, unbelievable, just like, I mean, that's a movie. You right. Know, I, I literally told him one time when we were sitting there after I'd asked him, like, oh, you went to the, when we were, I was living there. Hey, you went to the doctor this morning. How was it? Like mm -hmm. prying, you know, like, and he was very quiet. He didn't want to talk about sickness. So he was like, you know, I'm going to die eventually. I don't want to talk about it. Right. And so he would go to the doctor and come back and I would, you know, how, how are you? doing you know oh i'm okay you know i i feel okay okay nice mm -hmm. and i you know we were just sitting there and i remember just like asking him would you write a book hmm. about your stories you know because you have a lot of stories of triumph and defeat hmm. and love and hate and just these like very polarizing things that would maybe help somebody yeah and he, he turned around and just was funny. He said, oh, Maxi, <laughs> if I were to write a story, it would be a sad one. Mm. And I was like, mm, that's not easy to hear, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like he knew his life had become sad. And I, I hated that for him. Yeah. So I would want him to know maybe, you know, that I I really appreciate his stories and that I never pitied him mm. and that I never hated him and that I the only thing I ever did was wonder certain things yeah. why and why not and what happened here and what if and yeah. but never for the sake of being angry and never for the sake of like I feel so sorry for you yeah because 
he did have a great life yeah. and he knew he had a great life, but his decisions also led him to a more sad ending in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I could tell him that like, you know, it's okay. I, yeah. I get it, but that I don't pity him. Mm. It's powerful. Yeah. Cause he wouldn't have wanted that. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lately I've been asking if, because I'm trying to build a community, right? Like I'm trying to connect mm-hmm. the dots and build this. Um, so people can reach people and and do you feel like you are someone that let's say tony or bill whatever Mm -hmm. someone did lose their dad and they just want to reach out and talk to someone are you someone that they can reach out to and talk to are you interested in that at all yes absolutely instagram email whatever is there somehow they can connect with you all of it yeah do you want me to tell yep yeah um Instagram DMs. Yeah, Instagram DM anytime. My my tag is at Max Caliese. So that's Max M A X Caliese is spelled C A G as in goat L I E like lie and then S I. So Max Caliese looks like Cagliese, but it's Caliese. Love it. Yeah. Um. You can tell I've had to tell people that a lot. A million times. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, the short version of the name. Right. <laughs> What's the full name? It's Massimiliano Caliese Cinglani de Nomalna. Super Italian. That's super Italian. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. You know, I've noticed that people have been kind of reaching out and connecting with other strangers. So um, expect a DM or two in your in your thing. So, But thank you so much for doing this. Hey, thank you for having and me. Sharing and sharing your story. Thank you for being you and being yourself. And thank you for reaching out when, you know, mm. I was going through a, a tough time. And mm. I'm sure that I'm one of multiple and many that you've done that too so i mean i think everyone listening could probably commend you so Mm. we appreciate it thank you yeah bye Uh, hey hey it's crazy to me that people like will drive through an apartment complex with their windows down blaring music yeah like who are they (laughs) trying to impress i don't know i was just into it though you liked it it's like what 10 o'clock at night no, it's like nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's Friday. And August first. It's, it's Saturday. Saturday. I'm like, what? It's Saturday, August first. Yes. How crazy. I blinked and this year went by. What is life? Do you know what else is crazy? We like started hearing about COVID like in January. Yeah. And we're in August. I know. That's intense. I've been wearing a mask for Five months, six months, seven months, six, five months. Yeah. How's your skin look so good? <laughs> I remember when I first was wearing it, I get a bunch of pimples oh, around my yeah. face, but I'm good now. Yeah. You're just perfect now. Oh, wow. Miss <laughs> the biggest smile. Hey. Hey. We started ring fit. Yeah. I started exercising. That's big. Yeah. This year has been hard. This like whole whole year since my dad died things have been hard and either my lack of exercise be during coronavirus Mm -hmm. or my medication or both i've everything i've put on a few (laughs) and i'm ready to to lose a few nice so we got a nintendo switch yeah period then a few weeks later we bought ring fit Mm-hmm. And it's this exercise game that's kicking both our asses. Eh. Yeah, right. 
I'm so fit. Yeah, it's your sweating balls after. Yeah, well, Passed it's also super floor. hot this week. Okay. Anywho, I was drenched today yes. and yesterday. It hurts to be sitting in this chair. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's only been two days. <laughs> It'll get better. Just uh, gotta keep going. I know. We made our own granola tonight. Yeah, who are we? I don't know. What the frick? <laughs> I worked out and ate granola. Gr- Homemade do, granola. Do things I don't normally do. This is crazy. Yeah. Anywho, how are you? I'm good. Just living life. Working as a bookkeeper. If you're listening and need a bookkeeper, <laughs> hit up Amberlyn Bookkeeping. Nice. Just plug. plug stressed. Plug, 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 plug. Don't be stressed. So stressed. Don't be stressed. How are you feeling? I'm okay. Yeah? It was my grandpa's 90th birthday this week. Yeah, that's crazy. He's in hospice and he's his brain is fully there. He's there. He's talking. He's breathing. He's not out of bed, but he's alive and I'm just thankful that I can talk to him. Did he get his birthday card? I don't know. Oh. He uh, will. Yeah. I'm glad that I talked to the doctor mm-hmm. and she wants to continue the antidepressants. Yeah. Which for you listening, and if you haven't heard me talk about this yet, I've been on antidepressants for probably a year now. Probably over a year. Over a year? No. Yeah. No, maybe like we're getting close to a year. I don't know. It's all a blur. Yeah, but w- I've been on them ever since, really a few months after my dad died just because I've been a hot mess and um, they seem to be fine. I don't know. You know, it's funny because when you take these antidepressants, like, they say, like, well, how do you feel? And do you think if you're on a different one, you would be happier? Or, it, you know, you might lose this or have this. And I'm just like, I have nothing to compare it to. Right. You know, so how am I supposed to know? Am mm. I even happy? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like some days are better than others. Yeah. Today I'm okay. I think it's just like when you have extreme ups and downs. Do you think I still have those? Uh, you definitely can. Yeah. Where you get like, what's the word? Depressed? Like agitated. Oh, sure. And just like can't deal with life. Yeah. <laughs> but does that usually happen on the days I forget to take my medicine? How like there's a couple days after? Oh, yeah. That for sure happens. In when, it? But when you like take it at a different time or forget. Yeah. If it I forget, totally changes like your person. For like a couple days. Mood. Persona. I feel like I love using the word persona, but what does it mean? I don't know. Your mood. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. I forgot to shut the window so people are going to hear all the cars going. Nice. Saturday night. Saturday, not Friday. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. And um, I'm just thankful to honestly like that this keeps going and that more and more people have been yeah. reaching out and and I'm really excited for the new segment that we're going to be doing but but we I guess I mean me yeah. <laughs> uh, where I'm interviewing people that you know are also running grief podcasts or I mm-hmm. talk to someone who is a um, she makes urns and I'm really yeah. excited to for people to hear her story but I'm just really excited to see where that goes the more people I talk to that are also in the grief world and just mm-hmm. keep connecting and and keep building and growing and yeah it's like a cool little community well yeah. i guess it's kind of a big community yeah it's much larger than 
I mean, I'm sure I even know. Yeah. And a lot of people already know each other, but I'm just excited. But it's cool that, I mean, it's an awful thing to, like, have in common. Yeah. But it's cool that, like, there's comfort in that for a lot of people. Yeah. And there's, like, a growing community of that. Or maybe there wasn't before, so that's cool. And it's just, like, cool to, like, hear you tell me all the people that are reaching out with their stories and how they're, like, comfortable to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you're listening and you have yet to share your story or if you want to be on the podcast or whatever it is, if you want to be connected and, and talk to people that are also walking through the same grief, please DM the death of my on Instagram. You could email me at the death of my podcast at gmail dot com. You can text me at I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but for real, if you have a story that you want to share, I promise when I say I get them every day. I would love to see your story. I'd love to talk to you. Um, all I'm doing is trying to build a community of people that are grieving and just walking in this. You know, we're not alone in this. It's been real. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.